0: Well, hey there team, this is podcast number 540 for Coach Jeff. It's the 12th of June 2016 and you are listening to episode 5 of the Muay Thai Podcast. Well, hey there team and welcome along to this episode of the Muay Thai Podcast. Podcasting since 2007 and heard by more than a million people in over 160 countries. I am your host, Coach Jeff, and today I chat with pro Muay Thai fighter, Paul the Reaper Banashik. Uh, listen or download or subscribe to the Muay Thai Podcast at the Thai au. Check out all things Coach Jeff at Coach au. If you uh, subscribe to the Coach Jeff Podcast, that way you will simply get every single bit of content that we produce. Or if you just want the Muay Thai stuff, stay right here on the Muay Thai Podcast. So well, that's enough of the coach banging away here at the desk. Let's uh, jump on the phone. Catch up with good buddy of mine, pro Muay Thai fighter, Paul the Reaper Banarshik. Joining me once again on the phone, uh, the last time we had this dude on the show, man, the ratings went through the roof. We became an overnight success. <laughs> Joining us on the phone, wow. <laughs> the man himself, the Muay Thai athlete, Paul the Reaper Banarshik. How are you, buddy?
1: I'm doing well, man. Always, always.
0: Great to catch up again, buddy, and uh, man, truly, uh, when we had you on the show, man, I got such a great response. You know, people were like, oh, I love this dude, love this dude, you know, and uh, my uh, my hope is that uh, a lot of those people have now uh, jumped over to follow uh, both your blog and uh, the Muay Thai Guys podcast with Sean Fagan, because uh, at the end of the day, that's... Um, that's what i'm all about you know spreading the uh, spreading the love and and i really i'm on such a drive these days to get more and more and more people listening to podcasts because it's um man uh you know what especially what you guys do um with your show and uh, and man i've got to say that uh the show where you guys chatted with sylvie man blew me out of the friggin water man water
1: oh blew me out of the water man is she's a wealth of knowledge, and that's what I was saying. Is like we'd we'd love to have her on for episode one, two, three, four, episode fifty with her.
0: Yeah, but that's podcasting, man. You know, it's a, you just can't get that sort of interaction with uh, you know, like you and I chatting here today, or you and Sean chatting with sylvie man. It's like uh, that's what podcasting is all about. So, uh, man, it was awesome last time we had you on the show, and uh, so excited to have you back, man, because you've had so much stuff going on just prior to. Um, uh, the nationals we had you on the show and so you've had nationals
1: yeah man uh it's been an exciting couple of weeks and for just to go back a little bit for those of you that don't know sylvie's a 150 fight veteran that's a female and we just had her on the muay thai guys podcast so obviously she's a wealth of knowledge just not only in thailand but in life in general when you fight that many times you learn some shit about yourself right yeah. so yeah the we went to nationals here in the united states they were a little bit messy in a way however I mean it's a test of your will and abilities that way too just dealing with people being disorganized and not knowing if you're going to fight wrapping up not wrapping up and it's just a roller coaster of emotions but we ended up taking uh, three titles uh, two different divisions Uh, one of them was a Muay Thai title and then in another weight class there was a full rules Muay Thai title and a uh, glory kickboxing awesome and,
0: and, but then again, like you know uh, when you talk about the nationals being a bit loose around the edges, um, I, I think that shows a strength of character too, because it's the guys that deal best with that disorganization. So one, you know you couple that with all the training that you do, get yourself ready for the fight. But uh, if you've got your head in the right place and you've got your mind in the right game, um you know sometimes that can be uh other people just fall apart you know with the disorganization but um i think you seem to handle it pretty well
1: yeah i mean there was fighters that stuck around until the last day it was four days long you know they waited in they waited around for a day maybe they fought once and they waited around for another day then they fought on sunday so it was the fourth day and some people had like an hour left before the whole thing ended and they just broke and they just left they 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 fought. They waited four days. They paid the money. They traveled. And in that one last hour, they ended up leaving. And I mean, like, yes, you can say that you're making a case for it because it's like, oh, I won't stand for this. I'm going to leave. But at the same time, it's one more hour. So, And you're also cheating your opponent out of it, too. So it's not just about yourself. I thought it was kind of selfish that some guys did that. They waited until... There was about an hour left in the tournament when they were up and like, all right, this is ridiculous. It's running later than it was supposed to. Let's go. Let's get out of here because their opponents waited until that time as well. And then it's, you know, they walked to the ring and all of a sudden they saw their opponent and then they left and then they go in the ring and just get their hand raised and get a walk off and they win a title that way. And then I saw the coach of the fighters that left early saying like, oh, if you, if you got to walk off or if you only fought once to be to become a national champion you're not really a national champion well i'm sorry but you're you were part of the problem for that so
0: yeah man uh if if you're on the mat, and and i've had this with uh with karate tournaments in the past where you know things get away from the organizers and they run over time and you know, you have a series of mats, and 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 I've always said whether you know, if you're the one that turns up on the mat or in the ring or in the cage, um, you know, you're the winner. If the other guy doesn't show up, and uh, you know, for whatever reason, um, you know, that doesn't make you any less a champion. You know, because it's it's not so much that that performance, whether it's you know three rounds or five rounds, it's not so much that performance at the time. To me, it's the it's the literally the hours and hours and hours and months that you spent preparing yourself to be that champion anyway so you know when people make statements like that you know one fight doesn't really count bs i say
1: what kind of stuck with me and what my coach said is it's not the best fighter in the world that becomes the world champion that day it's the best fighter that showed up that day
0: yeah yeah exactly you know what i mean like
1: maybe there is the best fighter ever out there somewhere in the world but he didn't show up
0: yep yeah, we get it all the time in, in, in other sports that I've been involved with. Triathlon's a classic example where, um, you know, people, uh, you know, bitch and moan about uh, someone winning a title somewhere. And then the, the catch cry is, oh, yeah, well, I could have gone too if I had the money to be there. And I'm like, well, you know, you can't, you can't say that you're the best in the world and not show up you know it's it's and what your coach said is exactly right it's the it's the best one out of the people that front up and 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 put themselves to the test simple as that
1: yeah no one's really caring about you like when you're when you're just talking you're like i don't know i just ignore those people myself it's just bad energy
0: yeah yeah ah oh, yeah and it's like oh there's there's so we see it in the fight game all the time man it's uh you know there's so many people that have never set foot inside a ring let alone inside a training environment and they're all the world's best you know they've all got uh They've all got their opinion, but I think you know you can't give an opinion until you actually uh, climb through the ropes and and uh, and lay it down in, in a, you know in an environment somewhere. Then you can have a, a an opinion, I reckon.
1: Yeah, hundred percent agreed.
0: So, man, well, that's uh, that's good. Some more titles to uh, hang up, mate. How are you carrying all
1: that metal around? Like blooming egg. <laughs> 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 what all that road workers for to just keep them up there, man. it's just uh, I mean, it's good in a way, but it's you know, it's not the titles that really count. The number of them or anything like that. One, it's it, I think the best part of the weekend is just making the connections that I made with uh, different people in the community. It's just nice to see familiar faces, especially from Team USA. Last year when we went to Spain, you know, a few people were wearing their jackets. I'm actually wearing my jacket right now. Yeah, I love <laughs> and, it. I love uh, it. You know. We showed up there and we're like, we got to let them know who Team USA really is, you know, and most of the people that came from Team USA took took their spot on the team again. And it was, it was really refreshing to see that um, on top of it. It was just good to see faces that I talked to online, maybe. And, you know, they follow the website, they follow the podcast, and it was just nice to see them come up and say like, oh, thank you uh, for the stuff that you share on your website, the stuff that you and Sean share on the Muay Thai Guys podcast. And then seeing them say that and be very humble, but then go in the ring and they're just killers like that I look up to at the same time. It just it's a weird phenomenon.
0: I man, see that's see that's the energy that's uh, and that's what I love about uh, about you man is uh you know without sounding like I'm sucking up to you too much it's it's what I love about you man it's cuz that's what you get out of a you know people go to that tournament and 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 go home early and say the thing was a, a shit fight it was disorganized yada yada yada, but you go there and you're you're looking for all the good stuff that you can get out of it like the connections that you make i think you said something on the show uh, just after the nationals about um it was an opportunity to see so many different types of fighters all in the one place at the one time. And uh, that's, that's good energy, man, because you, you're looking for the good stuff out of a bad situation.
1: Yeah, there were multiple things. That, I mean, it, it was bad in a lot of ways, but in a lot of ways, like, like what can you do? You just got to... Take the positive, you're just going to kill yourself. If I'm just sitting there and complaining about it, like most of the guys there, then I'm just wasting my energy. I think there's a reason why I was able to take three of those titles. Yeah. So also, man, now as the, uh, the Muay Thai athlete, now that you're a celebrity,
0: you and Sean, uh, you know, both celebrities in the world of Muay Thai <laughs> now. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> how do, do, don't it feel funny when people come up and they talk to you, like they've heard, uh, they've heard you on the show, and they come up and they go, Oh my god. You're you're the Paul Bena you know what I mean? Don't it freak you out a bit? It's like, it's just me. I'm just doing my thing. I'm just having a bit of fun and sharing the love.
1: A hundred percent. I mean I get it on a much smaller scale than some of the guys I know, like guys like Sean. He just has such a tremendous following in comparison and I I just see on like one percent of what he does, so I can't imagine what it must be like to just see that times a hundred. Yeah. But it does strike me uh, a little bit weird, like just just to see that. I don't know. One thing I took away from it that I really liked is that some people messaged me after, and they were very specific saying that they watched my fight or they've never been to a Muay Thai show before and that they came to the nationals to support their friend and because it was in New York. So it was pretty big. There was, uh, 500 competitors there. So 500 competitors, their friends, family to, to get messages from some of those people. And they were saying like, I thought you were one of the most technical fighters in there. Like you can tell like you're experienced. And that's one thing I really trained really hard for is to look clean in there, to look professional, And I think some of my fights, like, I can make the decision a little bit more uh, dominant and for it to stand out a bit more if I was a little more aggressive. But then I would open up and maybe look a little sloppy. I know I can overwhelm a lot lot of guys, and I just choose not to, and I choose to pick them apart just so I can look clean and make the sport look clean. And it was just really good. It it felt so refreshing to hear from people that – they pay attention to things like technique
0: yeah absolutely i had the, the same discussion with my coach the other night at training you know and with this fight coming up in uh, in sort of 30 odd days time you know the, the one thing i want to do is 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 pay uh credit to my coach and to the sport of boxing and 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 put on a a great display of, of some good clean you know technique and really execute the plan that we we work on this plan over and over and over and and You know the one thing in my mind is is to not and you know what you've seen so many boxing fights these days just become a a, a, you know an eternal clinch and uh you know it's the one thing i'm really trying to focus on for this fight is or this whole tournament because i could end up with three or four fights in the weekend is that each one is going to be a a real uh, credit to my coach and the plan that we're working on and be you know super clean super technical and and uh yeah, looking forward to it. Man. So yeah, I understand and I, I love watching you fight because it is it's so super clean and crisp and very technical. Man, it looks great.
1: Yeah, thank you. And I'm really focusing on my hands as well now. Um Lion Fight 30 is coming up at Foxwoods here in the yeah. States, which is, you know, the States biggest promotion, so um but it's still pretty like known around the world and uh I I'll, I'll be getting a rematch against a Canadian opponent that I fought before and I beat him. And at first I kind of took it like I took the fight because I was like, oh, okay, I beat him. So I don't really have to focus too much on it and I can focus on my uh, move that I'm sure we'll talk about. But uh, I was like, oh, I can focus on other things, but still be able to do this fight. That's like a big time fight. But then I kind of thought about it, and then I found out that my mother is going to be there for the first time, and she's yeah. a person that's never uh, accepted what I do. Yeah. So this is the first time. Uh, I'm almost 30 fights deep, and this is the first time she's coming. So I just have to make sure I put on a show now. And on top of it, I, I, you've been just seeing so many upsets, like with the UFC the other day and Michael Bisbing winning against uh, Luke Rockhold, uh, you know. Just don't underestimate your opponents. You can get caught. It's the fight game. You get touched, the, you know, a certain way, and good night. So yep. I'm staying really, really dedicated right now. I'm um, I'm training really hard. I'm doing full time boxing, and I'm doing Muay Thai. So it's not like I took away any training by adding boxing, but it's just I added straight boxing to it as well. I f- I feel like my hands are already dominant, so I just want to do
0: that tenfold. Yeah. And man, that was going to be uh, where I was going to take the conversation because Lion fight—it's a hometown fight for you. Um, and uh, and I, when I saw that your mum was coming to the fight, I thought it's like it's just such a—you know—it's a long way from where it's been with uh, with your mum and your fighting and uh, a hometown fight. And uh, man, the amount of support we're uh, we're trying to rally um, behind this Lion fight appearance—it's just going to be a big night for you, man.
1: Yeah, I definitely really hope so. It's gonna be the last one before I leave and take off, so it'll be a good uh, way to say farewell.
0: Yeah, and uh, man, your mum might become your biggest supporter yet, man.
1: Just got to make sure of that. That's all. <laughs> I was just telling them. I was in the kitchen. I was doing my meal prep, and I looked at her. I'm like, I gotta fuck them up, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Can't get hit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, just don't
1: don't bleed in front of your mum, man. No, never. I, I love pressure. The the more pressure I have, the more support and the more people that are there. It's like, you know, a lot of people will be like, oh, man, what if I mess up in front of all these people? It, I mean, it's, Once again, it's just flipping the script. It's just saying, like, like this is why I need to perform good. Yeah, like, exactly. That's the best performance I'm ever going to have. Anytime I had any big performances, a lot of pressure. Like we talked about last time, me at Madison Square Garden, it was like the biggest fight and it's – the best I ever performed. So, the more pressure, the better.
0: Yeah, and Lion Fight, man, a great promotion and uh, and a great opportunity again for people to come and check you out, man.
1: Yeah, definitely. Foxwoods Casino, Connecticut is on uh, July eighth. Yeah, don't miss it. Be there. Be there. <laughs> well, mate, uh,
0: the really big news, the really really big news, is that uh, we often talk about it. Uh, you know. Uh, things in the universe energy call it whatever you want to call it sometimes things align that uh, that move us in a direction that we know we should be going and and sometimes things happen to force our hand and I guess that's kind of what's happened to you because um, you know the sport that you're involved in you know it's uh, it's it's home is in Thailand and the news is I guess that that's where you're going
1: yeah exactly so people talk about living the dream and things like that. And I once thought about moving to Thailand, but then I kind of thought about the last time I got burnt out out there. And then I thought about going to California and just thinking, okay, I'll just spend one more month there. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm hosting camp for at uh, Ta Gym in Bangkok for Sean and the Nakmoy Nation team. So there's going to be 20 fighters from all over the world coming, training together, just in a team and fighting in Thailand against you know other foreigners, against Thais and stuff like that. And we're just going to be bringing the team atmosphere to training in Thailand. So it's not only the experience of being in Thailand and having Thailand, uh, Thai instructors, but also having that team concept that you don't often get when you're out there, you know, on your own. So, uh, I was supposed to be doing that and that turned into me moving there. <laughs> I ended up, I was driving along, a, um, it's route six here in Connecticut and about 50 miles an hour, a deer just ran straight into my car, It ended up totaling the car. And it was such a weird thing because I got the phone call and I didn't think about moving to Thailand whatsoever. It wasn't even out of my mind. But the second I heard is like, your car is totaled. In my head, I like a million thaws just raced at once. Mm. And I just said, okay, I'm moving to Thailand. It was so weird. It just, okay, I'm moving to Thailand. And then I go, why? Oh, well, because now if I get another car, that's a five-year commitment then then i become limited that way i can't go to another part of the world and be paying, you know, $500 a month for a car while bills pile up there's not going to be a better time than now there's just you know there's no perfect time and right now is not perfect i wish i could have saved up a little bit more than i did because i was planning on going to california in january so that would have given me an extra like 4 months to save up but you know, it's the most perfect time that I'm ever going to get. So here it is.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm jealous, man. I'm jealous. I'm so jealous. And it was funny, you know, when, uh, you know, you and I have spoken and, and you say it a lot about, you know, being limitless, um, you know, not having limits. And uh, and when you said, the you made that statement about, oh, the car would be a, a limit. And I'm thinking it man, it's just, uh, you know, I look around the amount of, and, and it's something I've been doing uh personally within my life uh over the last little bit of time is just getting rid of junk just get rid of you know like i've got a shed full of bikes and 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 parts and bits and pieces that i've hung on to i might need it for one day you know and it's like but they're all limits that that just create boundaries and stop you going where you want to go and uh, and i think you know the, the good news is you didn't get hurt you know that how was the deer
1: don't don't make me feel guilty, man. Don't because the cop already made me feel guilty enough. It was, let me just say, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. It yeah, flew, poor dude. flew a good fifty feet up in the air. Yeah, well, you didn't yeah. do it on purpose, well, man. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Yeah. So, but, but thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Sean and I were just having the same exact conversation. How you were saying like there's so many things that you have just clutter, and now mm. that I'm thinking about going to Thailand, it's like. I'm still the same person. I still just have to live, you know, eat and breathe, but I'm going to get rid of so many things. And the only thing I'm taking with me is a backpack and a duffel bag. So it's like, I'm going to need two sets of clothes, this, 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 and this. There are so many things that we feel like we need just because of our surroundings and our environment. So like me going to Thailand, it's a very minimal lifestyle and I don't need much at all. I can fit in a duffel bag and somehow i can survive for six months a year two years but then i come back here and within the month you just start buying things again <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're still living the like you know it, it's still life that you're living but for some reason all this clutter starts to pile up
0: yeah yeah oh man i know i'm getting rid of it i can tell you so uh so now will you go before um of course you're hosting the training camp for uh, for Sean Fagan for um, you know at the concert. so will you go before that or will you just go do that that camp and then stay
1: So that's first. I'm doing a month there, and then Sean is actually coming now, uh, but he's coming as more of a fighter, uh, not as the host or doing social media stuff, but he actually wants to just focus on fighting. So he's going to come. He's going to train for a fight, and I'm probably going to stay in an extra week or so after the camp to work with him just so we can get maybe an extra fight in together. And then I have a friend here from the States that's coming to Thailand. So me and him are going to travel around and I'm actually going to do the whole sightseeing and seeing Thailand uh, and traveling and having fun because every time I go there, it's very structured and it's like I get off the plane train, get back on the plane and come home. And I feel like that's a big part of why I was getting burnt out out there. And also just stressors from back home that I no longer have anymore. Yep. Uh, were happening like having a girlfriend you know communicating with that and now I don't really have that anymore it's just uh, just me and my thoughts so it's going to be traveling around going to different gyms reviewing them so I'm going to go from Phuket um, up to the islands and up to Bangkok again and uh, Pattaya and back to Bangkok. So uh, I'm going to be traveling all over Thailand, uh, going to certain gyms like Sit Mun Chai, Sit Song Pinong, uh, Su Thai in Phuket and stopping by the islands, going to gyms there and a bunch of different ones just to check them out and feel them out. And after I do that little uh, tour, I'm going to end up just choosing one to stay at and I'm doing a 60 day hiatus where I'm just away from all electronics, social media, people all together. Uh, I'm going to try to just meditate a little bit and go pen to paper, just write my experiences and try to grow myself mentally. Just find my, not like people say that, like, oh, I find myself. I know who I am. I know what I want to do. And it's just a way for me to. Struggle a little bit. I was just talking to Sean about this as well. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That that I feel comfortable. Like, like I'm good where I am right now. I really am. So most people are like, okay, let's just keep that going. To me, it's no, fuck that. Let me just give myself a challenge so I can keep growing from it. So everything is good. I'm making the money I'm making. I could be just piling it up, piling it up, and and fighting however I'm fighting. But I I feel like I'm gonna hit a plateau soon. So it like before it happens as a preemptive measure, I just, I want to put myself in a place where I'm struggling, where I'm kind of, where I'm challenged, where, you know, I'm feeling a little bit lonely and use that for motivation whenever I don't have, man, another thing we were just talking about. It's, I haven't had a lot of people doubting me lately. It's, I, I feel like I've won a number of fights and I keep winning. So it's, People just expect to win now. It, they they don't doubt me. They don't expect to win, and it kind of takes some of the fire away because mm. that was my fire before. It's like when I first started, I they put my name up to another name that was big, and they'd be like, "Uh, I don't know about Paul fighting that guy," and then that would be that would be me like, "Oh, I'm gonna prove some motherfuckers wrong right here." So and that would just light a fire under my ass for me to go in and train harder and just. So at the end of the fight, I can just stare at them in the eyes and be like, this is who I am. This is who you doubted. And now I'm the guy that people are like, oh, he's his the big name. Like, I don't yeah. know about the other guy. So if I win, it's, oh, okay, yeah, he won. And then if I lose, it's like, oh, I thought you were the best. You know, yeah. so... I'm trying to get away from all that and just just to challenge myself against more big names, hopefully, you know, in Thailand and grow a name out there. And I know there's op- bigger opportunities now, I guess, in China popping up for a big promotion. So we'll see where the road takes me once I get out there and after that 60 days is over.
0: Yeah. I tell you, that's, that, see, this is one of the things I think that's lacking, uh, I think, in the lives of men um, these days is that struggle. You know, and, and so we have to self-impose it, I think, these days. I, I, I remember, um, you know, you saying a few times about sleeping at the gym. Um, I always remember uh, Stan the Man Longinides, um, you know, living in a broom closet, um, you know, when he first travelled to uh, Japan, I think it was, uh, for East gym. Um, and I think it's so life is so comfortable these days you know uh, you know comfortable cars comfortable houses and and I think we sometimes we need to impose that struggle on ourselves and live a little bit rough and live a little bit tough um, to to provide that challenge so uh, you know I think 60 days away from from all of this as as good as all this is and, and what it provides I think a long time away from it is good too.
1: Yeah, I think it's a long enough time where you it's like you have to dig deep in it. Like, like for me to just be like, Oh, I'll get off social media for a week, I feel like we can just distract ourselves enough not to care. Yeah. But for sixty days I feel like you just you really do have to like kinda dig deep because you don't have connections with anyone back home. You're not talking to anyone, you're sleeping on the mattress in the gym and then you're training six hours a day. You don't have anyone to vent to. Like I feel like some people go crazy when they don't have someone to vent to. And I, I find that I find that crazy to be mm-hmm. honest. It's like, well, I'm just venting. I'm just venting. And they just constantly need to do that. Mm-hmm. And they're so dependent on other people. So if you can battle some things on your own inside your own head, I feel like a lot of people are missing that part is just being able to be with yourself. Yeah. When, yeah. Whenever I meet someone and they're like afraid to be alone, like. They want to go to the store with someone. They whenever they're home alone, they can't just sit down. They need to like get on the phone with someone else. They need to constantly distract themselves with other people or things. Then no good. That's someone no good. I see like like I don't want to say it's like sad, but I just feel like it's it shouldn't be that way because Life isn't always going to give you someone that's going to do something for you or to distract you. Like what happens if you are left on your own and then you have to sit in that corner and be with your own thoughts? I feel like those like deprivation chambers and things like that, like I want to do one of those just – and I feel like a lot of people need to. (laughs) Yep, there's an old saying,
0: man, all of man's problems stem from his inability to sit quietly in a room on his own
1: love that man you're going uh, you got to message me that right now on facebook
0: yeah yeah it's, yeah it's um and i think uh and look i'm guilty of it man i yeah uh, i've had times uh when i just i i i vent all the time and uh and what you just said is so true is that we we've become so dependent on this ability to to be able to uh to rant to someone at a at a whim you know and uh it's not good not good you know and uh, that's why, if you go back to my old shows, I have a thing called the soapbox where I get on the soapbox and go on a rant. But it, it, it was too; it was a double-edged sword. You know, I was having a genuine rant, uh, which made me feel better. But it was done in a, a comedic fashion, so that it was entertainment, you know. And then it, it just it wasn't a rant. At the end of the day, it was just fun, you know. And uh, the old that, so-
1: that is funny. See, mm-hmm. like I, you can find uh, creative ways to do that. I started journaling regularly, so there there you go. Yeah. Put the pen to paper and just go at it, man. I just not only is it that you're starting to depend on other people, but also a lot of people can take it and people do want to help you, trust me, but when when it just becomes a consistent thing, then no one wants to be your therapist in that sense. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. just I trust me, I want to help so many people and but you shouldn't be dependent on me to do it. Yep. Yeah. You yep. get, that I guess I live my life that way altogether, like if I'm with someone like a significant other like i I want to be with them. It's not that I need to be with them, and I think that makes it more special and I feel a lot of people feel that. You should need someone. Like like oh I I can't live without this. I don't need them. Like that's something special. I think it's more special when you're very self-sufficient where you feel happy, everything's great, and they're an addition to your life.
0: Yeah, be alone, not lonely. Yeah. Jeez, I'm pulling them out here today, man.
1: <laughs> man. <laughs>
0: Well, that wraps us up for the Getting philosophy. Real,
1: <laughs> real philosophical today. Is, uh, welcome to the philosophical segment with Paul the Reaper of the here.
0: <laughs> I love it, dude. I love it. I love it. But, uh, man, I'm so excited for you, mate. I really am. And uh, it's going to be great. It is just going to be great. And, um, you know, I, I know I said to you last show, and I mean it, I, I, a part of a decluttering is also an accumulation of dollars because I've, I've still got it in my head that I want to uh, – you know, I want to come to one of these camps in Thailand next year. I really—it just every time I hear you guys on the show, and I hear, um, you know, Sean mention, you know, uh, you know about the training camps, and and you guys are talking about you going over and hosting one. I, 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 honestly, man, it, it it stirs something deep down inside. It gets me fired up, you know, and uh, you know that's uh, uh, that's a big thing How for do me. We just-
1: Make it happen, man. It's just about decision. Just make the decision. Like, I think. Hey, I think I'm the decision. Like I don't dude, know, man. Like that's how I've done it. It's yeah. like I got off the phone. Hey, I'm going to go to Thailand, and then whatever else has to happen happens.
0: Exactly, like, and, and that's because so I think the decision's been made. Like in my head, um, it's been made. You know, because I know I've got uh, I got the, this this fight in 30 days is the state titles, and then um, the national titles are. A month later next year, so it leaves me a huge window of opportunity at the beginning of the year, or even around about this time next year, to do a camp, still come back and uh, and change track back to boxing, to to take the run into the nationals. So, yeah, yeah, excited, dude, excited. But see, that comes back under the heading. You you, got, you know, I'm, I'm sure you guys understand the amount of people that you you fire up when every time you guys you know turn those microphones on and put a show out uh there's another person gets fired up about the about what you guys are so passionate about man.
1: yeah it's huge to get those messages like oh I'm on the treadmill listening to you guys or there was we just had a few guys posts about how they're stuck in traffic and we're the only thing you know getting them through without you know them wanting to kill themselves through traffic it's like you know in traffic and still gaining knowledge and I think that's the beautiful thing about podcasts uh A lot of people distract themselves when they go home with TV, then they just play the same old song on the radio when they're going to work. I don't know what those things are anymore. I really don't. Like, it doesn't even appeal to me. When I'm home, I'm constantly doing different things. And uh, I think that's why I love running, because I can actually think of these creative ideas. If it wasn't for running, then I wouldn't be able to get them, because then there's just something is on your mind the whole day, like... When is the last time you had an amazing epiphany or idea when you were watching TV and go and and go tell me what the idea was. No, you don't. So, never. So you're stuck with that. Maybe if you're driving and you zone out while music is going on, that could possibly happen. No, but instead you listen to a podcast. You have a lot of inspirations. People talk about certain topics that are really relatable to life and, they change your mindset. And then when you're home, then instead of watching TV, let's say you go on a run, then once again ideas start to spark up. But if, if you're waking up, you have the TV on. Like, I don't, oh, man, people do that too. Like they wake up and – put on the TV oh, and I hate then that, man. and oh, then they watch God. news and then they but that's not they real. listen to it's the not radio real. yeah it's, it's not real. and they listen to the radio then they go to work and listen to all their bullshit friends and people that are on the same level as them or below the same level as them that keep them back then they drive home listening to the radio and then they get home and then they watch the TV and there's just zero time there's not up there's no opportunity for your brain to work and come up to come up with something uh that's going to advance you to the next
0: level yeah now see and look again and and i know we're getting off on a bit of a tangent here but this is why i love podcasts i'm listening to sylvie and emma over on their podcast and they were talking about podcasts that they listen to so here am i listening to two real girls um uh, and muay thai fighters um talking about the podcasts that they listen to and the books that they were reading and they mentioned a, a podcast that i'm now listening to so that's the difference because like you listen to you know the rubbish on the radio or tv there's no real person giving you something real and that's a classic example so i hear you and sean talking about things on your show and i go hey i have gotta go and check that out so that's a real person hearing from a real person something uh uplifting and motivating and you follow up on it same as i listen to the girls on their show i hear them mention a podcast and a book i go and check the podcast out now i'm listening to that podcast that's the difference. That is the dead set difference, as opposed to just being, you know, mind numbingly entertained by TV or radio. Anyway, definitely,
1: I rant like, over. it's like I come on this show. I don't have any kind of expectation. I'm just having a conversation with you, and then hopefully people can relate or take anything away from it. Like whether if I'm telling a story, it's a story. It's you know, I'm not meaning anything by it, but I've heard a lot of stories myself that I've been inspired by or things that show the possibilities that can happen just from people's example. And that's exactly what I want to do. Like Sean asked me the other day, pretty much what was one of the biggest things I wanted to accomplish with my website. And it's not only the information I provide, things like that. I get very personal. And a lot of the time, like on my Instagram, it's not me just sharing viral videos. It, my Instagram is very much me and I get the biggest response from it. And I think it's because it's just me. It's me setting an example myself of how hard I'm training and what my mindset is and people can relate to it. And that's where I get the most interaction. Like maybe Facebook gets the most likes and, con- and things like that. But Instagram, that's where I gain the most people that I make relationships
0: with. Yeah yeah exactly and so that's why we're chatting today man people will go well what's this got to do with fighting it's got everything to do with fighting everything to do with fighting and and the thing is it's you know we're having a real conversation between two real guys and uh i know that someone will hear this show and will get as motivated as i am about the story of you hitting a deer and going to thailand like it's it's real stuff so you know it's uh that's why i love what we do man
1: yeah, we can talk and bullshit about, you know, what the best thing to eat is here and there. But, like, a million other shows do that. There's something different when when people just sit down and talk about, like, the real problems that happen that no one else talks about. I mean, just what I said is just having limitations, uh, things like relationships, the, the type of people that are out there. They're, you know, surrounded by people that limit them, whether it's in the workplace, maybe it's their family that's limiting them or just – And an idea that's floating around in their head maybe is themselves because they can't be in a room by themselves, you know. Maybe it'll motivate someone to sit down by themselves and be with their own thoughts. So, if one person can do that, then that makes me very happy.
0: All right, so we better be professional and cover what uh, what to eat for fighting. Uh, Breakfast: chicken and broccoli. Lunch: chicken and broccoli. Tea: chicken and broccoli. Uh, Have a drink. Have a drink of water. That'll (laughs) do.
1: meal prep meal prep meal prep i mean that's how i live my life i don't know what i would do without it
0: oh paul the paul the meal prep king oh, i love it well dude it's uh always a pleasure man always a pleasure i guess we better start to try and wrap it up a little bit there but uh great to catch up and have a chat really excited for uh for where uh, where your life's going man lion fight um off to thailand uh you know it's just going to be uh it's going to be a great experience man and and again thank you so much for taking some time out. i know you're a busy dude and uh you know for you to take some time out and chat to us here on the show i really appreciate it man
1: yeah it's my pleasure I mean one of the main things I even wanted to say it off the bat like I'm here just because I enjoy the conversation with you <laughs> awesome. I, I enjoy the conversation so whether it was a podcast or it's not a podcast it's just a Skype call between two guys and on top of it you're, you're educated you have a good opinion on things it's not just you, you know, you asking blanket questions it's you know you're, you're genuine you can hear that and I think people relate to that so I'm Aww, very man. happy to come on
0: Thank you so much brother it's funny you know like the amount of times I've asked people for uh, you know for some time yeah you know, come and have a chat with me on the show and and they'll send me an email saying you know can you send me a list of the questions and I'm like huh <laughs> I'm not that sharp man I just I just I just make a call and we leave the mic running and we just have a chat you know and uh, there's some people especially yeah, even yeah, think of that. yeah oh man especially I think like really really high level. Um, you know, professional uh, people that I've approached, they, and I think that just must be the way that the mainstream media, I suppose, do it. They have a list of prepared questions, and I think, could you imagine if I if I was sitting here and it would be like, uh, Paul, tell me uh, what is it like to? You know, it ain't gonna work, man. You know. So apparently, that's what people do. It's like they don't have a conversation; they have a list of questions.
1: Yeah, I love the way it's run, so I appreciate that as well.
0: Yeah. All right, dude. Well man, uh have fun. Take care and uh man we'll uh, we'll look forward to seeing what uh what happens with the Muay Thai athlete next and uh and as always guys go over and check out the Muay Thai guys podcast with uh both Paul and Sean. Man, once you get addicted to that thing, <laughs> it's like we sit there every day.
1: Come on guys, do a daily show, we'd love it. Would love to, man. Like uh... Some of the conversations we sometimes have—I mean, that's pretty much what the podcast is. But no, I appreciate the love and the support, and for you shouting it out, mate. Too easy. Tell everybody where uh, where they can find you first up, man. It's the same thing, pretty much anywhere. If you go on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, everything's Muay Thai athlete, Facebook slash Muay Thai athlete, and then Muay Thai athlete dot com. If you go on. YouTube and type in Muay Thai Athlete, my name will pop up, which is kind of harder to get to. YouTube uh, makes you have your real name, so it's Paul Benashik, B-A-N-A-S-I-A-K. But once again, you can just type in Muay Thai Athlete and you'll pretty much find it anywhere.
0: Yeah, I hope Sean's listening.
1: Paul Benashik, <laughs> <laughs> Benashik. Yeah. <laughs> he fixed it up, man. He he shouted me out. I think it was his own podcast and somewhere else, and he... he he started saying it right yeah we love you sean <laughs> <laughs> oh oh i think it's on the next episode you're gonna hear it next monday i think he says my name and i just stop him that's how we start the podcast <laughs> i was like what's up guys Muay guys here <laughs> and paul banishing i'm like hold up i'm stopping you right there this this is over like <laughs> <laughs> spend, that's what i mean uh, and we just let it go we just let the podcast uh, go and flow that way uh, just we we don't edit Ooh, oh, i spent hours i spent uh, hours unless, practicing yeah
0: man. i spent hours practicing man before i had you on. <laughs> i love see, it
1: See, you're not preparing questions but you're preparing how to <laughs> yeah. pronounce my name see that's what i appreciate i like that ah, i love it
0: all right dude man you have a great uh well evening for you it must be about bedtime for you by now i reckon yeah i'm about to head out all right dude mate take care and uh thank you so much and uh keep up the great work and we'll look forward to uh, chatting again real soon
1: all right have a beautiful night everybody or day wherever you're listening to this boom <laughs> well there you go guys
0: uh paul the reaper Banashik, just an absolute uh, pleasure to have him on the show don't go away guys a little bit of music or something there we'll pop back in a minute and tidy it all up don't go away all righty team that'll uh, just about wrap us up for this episode of the fighters podcast and a huge big thank you to uh, paul benarczyk for uh, joining us again on the show man uh, i could sit and chat with that dude for hours and uh, just such a great mind a great fighter Um, And just a real inspiration So uh, make sure you go over and check out the Muay Thai athlete Uh, Check out the blog uh, Check out uh, Paul on the Muay Thai Guys podcast Uh, Get in touch, say hi And uh, let him know uh, that you're listening in And uh, following in what he does Tons of great stuff over there on uh, the Muay Thai athlete site So uh, make sure that you get over there And check it all out Alright, that's uh, enough of the coach banging away in here today Time for the coach to get out of here now But remember what the coach always says Train to race and race to win but man you have a heap of fun along the way until we see you on the very next episode of the fighters podcast or maybe see you in the ring or the gym somewhere this is the coach saying bye bye for now